0: From the studio to teeing it up for Jeremy Schilling. It's the teeing it up for Jeremy Schilling, the betting and fantasy show for week 15 of the National Football League season. The Tuesday, it's February 11th, our buddy Danny Flecky here decided not to do the show tomorrow from his company Holiday Party, which I think would have been a horrible you know, would have been awesome just to get, you know, you know, crazy People yelling out their favorite teams and all that. It just would have been, the atmosphere would have been perfect. But I, I do fully understand your uh, decision. <laughs> What's been the reaction to the miracle in Miami up there? Uh, I mean, it's been a lot of back and forth about
1: the Patriots just in general this year playing on the road. Does this a team resemble a team that can win in the playoffs? This is it 9 in 2010? Again, all over for that team. I have watched a this is my first time watching them, probably in about like three or four weeks. Um, and I was flipping back and forth between them and the Giants, but you know, I thought Pat's team had in the first half was running up and down the field doing whatever they wanted, but also letting the other team do whatever they want and you can say what you want to say about that last play, about, you know, why it was Cronk out there, how did they let that happen, et cetera. But I think, once you look back at the entire game, Pat lost that game, I think, in the first half. You know, a missed extra point by a team, which he has seemed more prone to do in the last couple of years. It used to be automatic, and ever since that AFC Championship game against Denver, where he missed the extra point, uh, I think in 2016, like he's kind of been... Give him uh, some of these kicks, splicing them right, and, and then overcompensating on a potential next extra point or a field goal. Um, I don't know if he missed that field goal in, in uh, the first half or second half, but there's four points they left off the board right there. And then right before the half, uh, end of the first half, Brady takes a uh, resident sack, then says he didn't, he didn't know how many timeouts they had left, which to me is a crock he did. This is be the most prepared team in the NFL. Every every week and every year, we talk about how they're situationally aware, how they don't let themselves beat they don't let them beat themselves, how they're prepared for every situation, they practice stuff, etc., etc., cetera. And you have a, a 20-year quarterback, possibly the greatest player of all time, go so out there and not know how many timeouts he yeah, had left, so he takes it back. You know, I, I just think that at the end of the day, this team, you know, is going to find a way to win. They always do. But do they have the fortitude as the end of the day to go on the road and possibly win a game in uh, LA against the Chargers or against the Chiefs and the Arrowhead? I-, I don't know. I don't think they have it. Right now, they're not showing me anything that would make me think that. They don't win on the road, and what they do, it's sloppy. You know, teams that come to Gillette usually cut down their leg anyway, so they always have an advantage at home but
0: there are team that we've seen execute no matter the situation or circumstance in the years past and this year that are just not doing it. Um, that is a perfect segue into this week's Thursday Night football matchup between the Chargers and Chiefs. Um, last week you said, I hate this matchup for betting and fantasy, and, and then Derrick Henry goes out there and just puts on an absolute show. Yeah, if anybody had him playing, uh, you know
1: what, You know, kudos to you, because I-, I didn't see that coming. And, you know, that 99-yard touchdown run he had, it's like six sides in the tackle, and he just was stiff-arming them and throwing them away. Um,
0: but this week, I think there's a lot more potential for him from a betting and fantasy. perspective. Um, just one quick thing. Was that the most points a single player has earned in fantasy all year? I-, I think it might have to be. I mean, I'm
1: sure Mahomes... Or golf in that shootout might have produced more, but missed um, up there.
0: Definitely, I think the top by running back this year. All right, so looking at this game, three and a half point favorites for the Chiefs. Huge game for both teams. How do you see this? So I like the Chiefs this week, and I know they had a tough test last week. And I think I may
1: have said it on the podcast or to my friends or whoever that I thought Baltimore would give them a game that they wouldn't be scared. Um, and they did that. They, you know, they took it to them. They were there. They were, you know, they had to go to overtime for them to to win. And once they went to overtime, Kansas City wasn't covering. Um, but I like KC this week. You know, they're a little banged up. So are the Chargers. Um, the Chargers had a, a typical letdown game against the Bengals last week. You know, I just think you know we talked about Brady and Miami, and Miami being the top of as Well. That is what Arrowhead is for Philip Rivers. It is notoriously bad in Arrowhead. It's going to be cold. I think the crowd's going to be, you know, very, very into it. We already know what type of home field advantage KC has. It's a short week for both teams. Pretty much all but wrapped up uh, the number one seed and their division with a win. I think that Kansas City comes out. They've been electric all year. Even in their close games, they usually find a way to pull it out. I just think that overall, this matchup doesn't really fare well for the Chargers. If Melvin Gordon was 100%, you know, healthy and able to do what he does and maybe allow San Diego to control the tempo of the game a little bit more, I think I might lean towards the Chargers. But I think with that absence of the running game, um, with silver Roots having... Had terrible performances at Arrowhead in the past. Mahomes is swinging it around. I, I think the Chiefs win this game. I think it's gonna be a little, it's gonna be close, but I think they do cover. And then fantasy wise, I think if you got anybody on the Chiefs, you want to monitor Spencer Ware and Hill. Um, I, I think Ware did not practice today. Hill did, or, or vice versa. You just want to keep your eye on them. Make sure that they're good to go with them being on a Thursday night. Mahomes is an obvious start. Kelsey's an obvious start. Um, you know, on the Chargers, Q. Allen's been on a hot streak lately, so you're, you're comfortable to ride him. Uh, Rivers, there aren't a lot of options out there. It is a playoff. You got to ride him, I think, unless you have a really great second option. And I think um, Justin Jackson, their running back, will provide some value for you. Morton uh, did practice today, but I doubt he's going to play a full complement of snaps on Thursday. So.
0: Eckler's out as well, so he could be somebody that can provide you some value in the flex spot. All right. um, We're talking with Danny Fleck here, betting and fantasy for Week 15 in the NFL. Uh, This is the last Thursday Night Football game. Now we start having Saturday games. We have two Saturday games this week. First is Houston and the Jets. Uh, The second is uh, Cleveland and Denver. Um, Jets are six-point underdogs. The Jets actually won a football game. Um, the Jets actually scored offensive touchdowns, uh, but the Jets have no running backs. Basically, um, every running back on their roster is either has been hurt or is currently hurt, so I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, and I don't think either of, of well, the Jets obviously have been eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, Houston is at nine and four and is clearly the the, the better team. Jets are six point underdogs at home. Uh, Cleveland. Is three point underdogs on the road? Cleveland right now is at five and seven. They're not at uh, five seven and one. They're not the worst team in their division for the first time since uh, some 2015 week. Uh, Denver is one of those seven loss teams, uh, six and seven. It's basically hoping everybody else in front of them implodes for the playoffs. Not a really sexy matchup. Do you like either of these two games from a betting or fantasy perspective?
1: No. Well, as far as the Jets and Houston, I do like Houston at minus six. but you mentioned, the Jets are kind of on their last legs in all facets of the game. Literally, they were enough to pull one out last week. You know, if that doesn't any good at the end of the year, we'll see if they if you wanted a better draft pick. But um, you know, from a fantasy perspective, they provide no value. No one, I think, will really step up and give you the, the value you need this time of year. Maybe Elijah McGuire, someone you can, you know,
0: start toss maybe in, in uh, daily, or if you have no other options, either. Well, hold, but, uh, there's one guy I think, Jason Myers, the kicker. If the Jets can score enough points, Jason Myers has been awesome all year. The problem is, can they score enough points to make Jason Myers a worthy fantasy start? Yeah, so that's why I think that, I don't think that
1: he is, just because Houston yeah you know, we I was waiting for the other shooters to drop with them for them to lose a game after that win streak they went on. They laid a down last week. I took them to come out and stay motivated this week. You know, they want to keep up with the patch in case the patch pulls up this week or um, in another week because then they could have an inside track to number two c because they're not, they're not passing them unless they lose. So I think this game is more important than Houston' the jets uh, at the end of the day. I think that the Texans come out, they regroup, they have a good defensive front, they'll get out to the Darnold, they'll force them to make some mistakes,
0: and I think they'll run away with it in the second half. And then we have Cleveland and Denver. Does that incite, excite you from either perspective? So I think that from a fantasy perspective,
1: the, the value is going to be on Cleveland, you know, with Mayfield, uh, Nick Chubb, and uh, Jarvis Landry. I think that Denver lost two key players that you know at the end of the day you're probably just like okay well they can replace them or they have depth there but Manuel sanders was their number one target and you know there's no one behind them after getting rid of the mary thomas and chris Harris was one of the top cornerbacks in the league that nobody talks about so it's going to be tough i think for denver to match up on either side of the ball against a very underrated cleveland team that played hard, is playing hard, is motivated, have have knocked off some really good teams here, even if they are in slides. You know, they they took down Carolina, they beat Atlanta pretty handedly. Um, you know, they gave Pittsburgh a fight way back in week one. You know, they played some really tough close games and I think with the opportunity for them just to say that they're in the hunt might be enough for them to, to go into Denver and pull off the upset. But it is mile high. Denver Usually provides awesome value from a betting perspective when they're three point or less favorites or underdogs. So I think, from a betting perspective, I am going to lean towards Denver just because of the the altitude, the way that defense usually plays there. They still have Von Miller and Shaw, but I think they can make some some uh, noise in the backfield and get Mayfield off this game. But I I think in that game, I'm
0: I'm going to stay away from it. But I lean towards Denver. And then we have any uh, fantasy people that interest you from that? I think Landry uh,
1: on Cleveland and Baker Mayfield, if you don't have another option for your starting running uh, quarterback. Nick chubb has been great. Uh, since he's taken over the starting role, so feel free to fire him up. On Denver, You know, one of the great stories of the year has been Phillip Lindley, uh, Lindsay. So I feel very comfortable letting him go and run wild. I think that that is their most exciting weapon right now. Um, you know, if you're looking for some sleepers or, or dark throws, you know, sudden Sutton um, is a wide receiver who kind of laid it down last week against San Fran,
0: but he should be able to bounce back this week. All right, now we have fair, uh, betting uh, three betting yeses, three betting noes for the rest of the slate. Yeah, so it's tough. You know, the matchups are,
1: are weird this week, you're, you know, you're trying to find value where you can. I. I like Houston a lot. I like Kansas City a lot. You know, we've already mentioned them. Um, I like Chicago this week, minus six. You know, the narrative might be, well, Aaron Rodgers go in there and to pull a miracle out of his ass and, and keep Green Bay in the, in the hunt. You know, it'd be, uh, that narrative has it, it, definitely been written before, and he does tend to torture the Bears. But after watching that performance on Sunday night, you know, playing the Bears at home in Soldier Field, it's going to be tough for any team, um, and for a team like the Rams to be basically shut out completely, it's hard for me to see Green Bay going in there and, and keeping up with them from the offensive side of the ball. You know, uh, They were able to do some things against the Falcons last week, but you know the Falcons are a bunch of losers at the end of the day. Um, they have, they've lost five in a row. They, they don't know right from left. They have one guy that, they, that can make plays on their offense. So I think Chicago's going to take it to them. I think they want to close up that division sooner rather than later. They still do have a game against the Vikings, and you just never know what can happen in the last couple of weeks of the season. Um, but I think Chicago's going to be able to handle Green Bay defensively, you know, stop them, do some things on offense that they weren't able to do last week, um, and win that game and, and cover. Another game that that does interest me a little bit. Um, I, I gave you my three. Actually, I'll back up a second. I, I do like the Giants again this week. Um, I'm going to ride them until they, they lose. They're five and zero against the spread and buy eight and five overall for the year. Um, they have a Tennessee team coming in that is fighting for their playoff lives, but the Giants have just the slightest chances to to make the playoffs. And they seem to be coming together with their offensive scheme and their defensive scheme. They they are missing some players, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, but I think that. The Titans are inconsistent enough that backing a uh, home favorite at less than a field goal is a good play. So, um, you know, I'll take the Giants as well. And Another game that kind of intrigues me a little bit is Detroit-Buffalo. I know they're two seller dwellers there, but uh, I think Buffalo has played hard, as hard as any team in the league despite their roster. They like playing for McDermott. Allen has, has been able to make plays for them. Detroit, you know, beat the Cardinals last week, but they're the Cardinals. I think Buffalo still has another game or two, you know, uh, that
0: they can win on their schedule, and I think that Detroit is one of them. Are you actually... Did I hear you correctly say that you think the Giants have a chance to make the playoffs? I mean, they a lot of things to go right for them. Uh, A lot of things. They're still not not genetically eliminated, so... No, I mean, they're in 12th. CBS Sports has them at a less than 1% chance of getting the wild card. You would need one of... A lot of things to happen, but, at the end of the day, this team has been playing hard to survive. <laughs> they have. Uh, they've, played, they've covered every
1: single game, and I, and I know they played against some crappy quarterbacks, but I'm not throwing Mariota into a level where he's just going to pick them apart. On top of that, we've seen what the Titans do after some wins that they have, big wins. They come out and usually lay an egg. The Meadowlands are a tough place to play in the winter if you're not used to it. Um, so, you know, I, I'll back them at home. They're less than a field goal favorite, and. All you need to do is win by three. And uh, let's be serious. He, Saquon Barkley Barclay's done whatever he's wanted the last couple of weeks. And they might stop him, but that will open things up for Odell. And, and, and Evan Ingram had a good game last week, too. Um, you know, this, this team, I think, like I said, is rounding into shape just because they're understanding the scheme and the the, the game plan a little bit more than they did earlier this year. And it's paid dividends. And, you know, they, they can only play who's in front of them. And. The defense is that they play to stop them, too, and they haven't. So give me the Giants at less than a field goal, and uh, I guess I'm going to ride them until they lose. All right, what games are you avoiding? I think I'm avoiding New England, Pittsburgh. You know, I usually like to take action on the pass, but they're on the road again. They were three-point favorites last year. Got very lucky to win there last year. Uh, They aren't covering on the road. They've had some really bad losses on the road. Pittsburgh is desperate. But what type of Pittsburgh team are we going to get the last two weeks for them have been absolutely terrible performances? Uh, Will they have Connor back? Will they not? Will they be able to run the ball, control the ball? Will they change up their defensive scheme at all that Brady just seems to eviscerate every single time they play each other? I don't know. I I don't know what to expect from either team, so I'm going to stay away from that uh, game uh, for sure. I I think Minnesota, Miami is another game I'm going to stay away from. Miami terrible on the road. Minnesota has been been crap all year. When when, they, when we think they're, they're turning things around, they're, that performance last night was very hard to watch, and it got a coach fired. So yeah, um, I'm staying away from from that game too. And then uh, Washington, Jacksonville, Jacksonville are seven point favorites after getting dismantled by a Titans what? a couple of weeks ago. Um, Stay away from that game. Uh, yes, Washington might present some value as an underdog, but does anybody want to watch that game? I don't think so. You know, look elsewhere. Stay away from that game. Cody Kessler is a favorite by seven points. That's enough for me to
0: like to, to say red flag, red flag, red flag. and Stay away from. Well, how are they favorites? They've had one of the worst years ever. But anyway, that's um, that's a side story for another day. Um, all right. Fantasy. Who do you like? Uh, who are your three yeses? Or who are your three knows? It's tough. You know, there's some injuries that we need
1: to get clarified uh, by the end of the week. James Connor being one of them. Matt Breda being one. Um, who's starting at running back for the the Ravens? Is it Dixon? Is it Edwards? You know, a little bit messy. Uh, a couple of messy backfields here. But uh, my three yeses. These might be obvious ones, but you know, Christian McCaffrey has been lights out the last five or six weeks. He's the only option on offense for them. They're going to feed him the ball. They're desperate. You know, it's a Monday night game, so you, you have some points in your back pocket if you're trailing. Um, love Christian McCaffrey this week. Um, Evan Ingram is another one. He's kind of been in fantasy of bits uh, the last couple of weeks. Came out last week, had four catches for, I think, 77 yards. Uh, started to finally show some flashes of what it is that we thought he would be. He's great in the open field. I think the Titans openly said it today that they're going to try to take away Odell Beckham and Barkley, so that opens up the field for guys like Ingram. And there's nobody on that team that can stay with him, um, you know, from a, a coverage standpoint. So I do like him. And one other guy, you know, if you're looking for a sleeper to, to start, you know, at quarterback. Um, this week, I like Derek Carr. If you're, if you're running out of options or don't have an option, Derek Carr has put together a couple of nice weeks in a row here. He's going to Cincinnati. They, they Cincinnati stinks. Um, I, I think the the Raiders can pass on them. You know, maybe they're coming into something too after uh, a crappy start to the year, learning a new scheme and everything else like that. You know, realistically, they should lose these games. But um, it's a great matchup for Derek Carr, and you could find some hidden value there if you're looking for a starter. Uh, my nose would be anybody in the Baltimore backfield and San Francisco backfield until that gets cleared up. Um, I, I hate to say this guy because I loved him coming into the year, but Trey Burton has been invisible for the Bears the last five weeks. Um, you would think that last week and the week before that with the backup QB, he'd be targeted more you know, with those intermediate throws, and, and the Bears have forgotten. They have a tight end, so uh, I'd stay away from him, too. I'm you know, staying with the Bears. Um, and and Packers game I'm going to say Aaron Jones is a no for me he's got a good couple of weeks scoring some touchdowns but the Bears defense at home is too good to to, to go against Uh, I think if the Packers want to win that game they're going to have to throw the ball and and I think they're going to have trouble doing that too so uh, if you have another option besides Aaron Jones uh, maybe look to
0: play somebody else he is the man who gives us the advice he is Mr. Danny Flecka Um, Thank you, sir, as always, for coming on Teeing It Up and giving us your fantasy and betting insights on this, a very important week in in the national football league. I still can't believe that line, that Jacksonville line. That's absurd. All right, I saw that, and I was like, who made that? But,
1: I mean, if you're a betting man and you want to take the dog there, go for it. But I just think that you have two crap teams, crap quarterbacks, Nothing to play for, really, at the end of the day for either team. Yeah, Washington's still in it, but um, they're not going anywhere with Mark Sanchez or Josh Johnson at the end of the day. So um, I'd I stay away from that with a 10-foot pole. I just don't think that I would even want to check the score of that game
0: to, to see if I'm winning my bet. So. There you go. All right, my friend, thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Have a good night.